Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, you know, a long time ago, you and I were both in a musical called Big River. And there was a song called I Am Waiting for the Light to Shine. <laughs> a musical that will never be performed again, by the way. Never again, but we won't talk about that. Okay. I am waiting for the sh- light to shine. I have been in the darkness for so long. I am waiting for the light to shine, dude. And finally, this week, the light has shone on the Sharks. They have won three games in a row for the first time all year. And yeah, dude, I mean, this, I don't want to shock the listeners. This might be um, at least a partially positive podcast. I know. Go figure. Maybe just the pure negativity that just oozed out of last week somehow got the sharks to turn this thing around it seems like there's always a a moment that uh it seems like they're trying to uh make us look stupid and we were so bad so negative last week and then they rip off three in a row against st louis and then two against anaheim dude what what turned it around other than the fact that they they got to play against the ducks twice yeah i mean and also i mean they did play a st louis team and is struggling horribly right now i mean that they are really really struggling but when you're facing teams that are either bad or struggling you need to beat them and that is what the sharks did and to win three in a row in games where they had the opportunity to pick up points was a must and they did it and well what's going right um they gave some straight starts to Devin dubnik and he got some momentum dude i mean uh you know dubnik's Stats for the month of March, you know, halfway through this month, he's two one and one with a two point one nine goals allowed and a nine twenty seven save percentage. Yeah. So, you know, uh, that tells you something. Now that's over a course of four games, right? But you know, he, he certainly has deserved to see more, right? And I think we'll continue to see you know, hopefully the Sharks continue to ride him, right? Uh, Evander Kane has eight points this month. Probably the most noticeable is Eric Carlson. Yes. You could see a visual difference. Like, I mean, just in how, and maybe he's angry and we can talk about that later once we kind of get into Doug Wilson's press conference, but watching him in the Anaheim series... I mean, he was just straight up dangerous and, and, you know, shooting and being a true difference maker in a positive way. Five yeah. points, a plus seven this month. Kevin LeBanc, six points in March. Timo Meyer, six points in March. Hurdle coming back from COVID, very good in the Ducks series. And I mean, you know, we could talk about Curtis Gabriel being the new Radim Shimmick, but, you know, this guy. Yeah. You know, in the games he's played, they've taken a seven out of possible 10 points. So uh, those are the things that are going right, dude. Those are the things that are going right. Agreed, dude. I, you know, Carlson to me is the biggest change. I want to know so badly what, like what, what changed? It's, it almost seemed like he came out of nowhere. Eric Carlson now playing the way we know he can. 
And he just made some plays that were just flat out ridiculous in some of these Ducks games. You're just, how did that pass get through? How did he do that? He would just blow past people on the ice. Guys would be even stride. And then Eric Carlson would be a step ahead. It's just, you don't generally see that kind of speed differential in the national hockey league. Everybody's a good skater. Everybody takes power skating lessons in the off season now, right? Everybody's good. And Eric Carlson, just those first couple steps, he just has a certain quickness in his first couple strides that he can just make some players that are good skaters seem very slow. And, uh, saw that several times in the ducks games. It was, uh, really fun to watch. Frankly, I'm like, wow, if he could play like this, okay, $11 million. Yeah. All right. It's hard to know whether it was health related or mental or both. Um, it really, if he can continue to play like this, it doesn't matter. Like, I think no. that we will, we will hopefully, you know, uh, I, I need to see a larger sample size, uh, than, than this to put my full grievances aside with EK 65. But, uh, I was, you know, cheering all week at his play and especially encouraged by how aggressive he was. I loved, um, his shooting and, you know, his ability to get, get the puck through. And, you know, he, he found the back of the net. He also created so many dangerous chances this is this is what the shark signed up for, right? By bringing him on, and if he can, you know, this is it, he needs to continue to play like this. Like it, 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 you can draw a direct line between A and B, between the Sharks winning three in a row and Eric Carlson being really good. Yeah, like that's no question. Like and the goaltenders a, and the goaltenders being good, honestly. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, and the goaltenders being good as well, right now. You know, I know this is maybe horribly unfair and I, and I don't really care to that, you know, Martin Jones in the game against Anaheim last night, Martin Jones, statistically, it looks like he had a good game and he had a very good glove save in that game. But dude, I mean, especially early in that game, there were. I mean, there was a couple of posts. There was uh, one where the the duck player just completely missed the net. He never should have. Yeah. Like he dodged several bullets early, right? So I think while Martin Jones played better in the game last night, by no stretch am I ready to say he's fixed, right? Like I think... The glove save was encouraging because that's the kind of save that he has not been making, but he was helped out by a lot of luck uh, in, in that game. So um, listen, and we'll take it any way we can get it, right? But I do hope the plan is still to continue to give Dubnik 75, 80% of the starts right now. That's what this. That's the best chance for the Sharks to be successful. Dubnik is clearly the better goaltender. Like, and, and, even with Jones playing well, which we need him to do when it's time to spell Dubnik, I, this should not go back to being a 50-50 split. I, I hope Dubnik, Dubnik should play both games against the Golden Knights and, and and with a day of rest in between. And we'll see if that happens, if they are truly committed to making Dubnik the number one or if we're going to go back to this part-time stuff. Yeah, right? I agree. I, frankly, I was 
really unhappy when I saw that he was starting against the Ducks again. I know it was the second half of a back-to-back, but the the Sharks had had some rest before those two games. You see goalies start both ends of a back-to-back all the time in the National Hockey League. I didn't understand why Jones earned the second start against the Ducks, and I didn't think the goal was that great on his part. And I'm glad that he sort of pulled it together in the latter half of the game and managed to have it such that three goals was enough because we've seen many games earlier in the season where three goals was not nearly enough for the Sharks to win. So at least we have that in the plus column. But again, I'm with you. He's not out of my doghouse yet, not even close. And Devin Dubnik should be getting all reasonable starts going forward unless there's some sort of rest or injury issue as far as I'm concerned. The Sharks should not be satisfied yet, right? Like, I mean, they should not be satisfied. They shouldn't be patting themselves on the back. They have dug themselves a massive hole here, and they are nowhere close to getting that fourth playoff spot, especially with how good those other teams are in front of them. Now, they are fortunate that the Blues are going down, right? And Colorado has not been as prolific as we know they can be, but they've also been dealing with a lot of injury issues. So I fully expect them to rise up to that, to that, you know, comfortably making the playoffs. Minnesota is playing very well. They won again tonight. Um, it doesn't look like they're going to be looking in the rearview mirror. So the Sharks have a lot of work cut out for them to get into that playoff spot. But you know, playoffs are not, right? Of course, that's, that is their goal, which has been stated by, you know, Doug Wilson and by Eric Carlson this week. They expect to be contending for a playoff spot uh, this year and apparently every year, right? And uh, they were both pretty clear in those statements this week. But um, even if the Sharks don't make the playoffs, if they can just shows uh, you know proof of life like i think as a fan we're looking for proof of life make it close make it interesting right Right. Right. so that they can look at coming back next year and go okay you know what we're not dead in the water right we've got a chance if we can continue to build on this and also show us some bright spots right i i mean We want to see some of these younger guys take the next step. John Leonard had an assist last night. Matt Nieto looked good, although not as young as he used to be. Curtis Gabriel, obviously, Ryan Donato. We want to see these young guys assert themselves and carve out a permanent spot for themselves in the lineup. And at least seems like we're seeing that to a certain extent. Sort of seems like Leonard's a little up and down, a little in and out of the lineup. Uh, Not always uh, the favorite son of Bugner. But we are seeing some other guys seize ice time. Certainly, Curtis Gabriel being the number one guy, he's clearly figured out, clearly made a decision at one point, this is what the Sharks need right now. And or (laughs) management or the coaching staff said, this is what the Sharks need right now. And he eagerly and enthusiastically has seized that role. Yeah, and you can tell, you know, there was a quote from Brent Burns this week basically saying, like, we need this like the the things he brings to the table aren't things that come up on the stat sheet right and i'm really hoping dude that the sharks can learn from this right that that management can learn from this and they can go you know what that curtis cabriel is not 
an incredibly talented hockey player, right? Like he, he has not had a regular NHL role ever, right? He's been a minor league player, but he appears to be trying to establish himself as a guy who's tough, but also can maybe take, you know, eight or nine minutes of ice time. And I'm hoping that management may in this so-called reset that they're discussing, you know, take a look around the, the league and try and find another player that is similar to this. And I'm not talking about like bringing back in Michael Haley or right. a Jody Shelley type, right? I'm talking about adding a player, you know, uh, that you can look around different teams in the NHL and find, you know, someone that is maybe a little bit more in the Ryan Klo mode or maybe in the, you know, Timo Meyer, what he used to be, which I still, you know, although he's been more physical and certainly more productive, seems to have lost kind of that that edge that he used to have that kind of mean streak seems to have kind of maybe the sharks asked him to get rid of that i don't know because they wanted his skill rather than his his uh toughness but you know i'd really like to see them try and add one more player like this to continue to balance out this roster that just still seems to have a lot of guys who are just that's not their mo right that's not what they do and you know i think it was pretty well documented that you know that the march or so thing that's not going to happen again right like those types of things they're going to be less likely to happen because gabriel's going to make somebody answer for that right yeah yeah and you know, if you have one or two guys like that, you're not asking Evander Kane to do it because, you know, as maybe your top goal scorer, like you just can't. He can play with an edge, but you can't be asking him to pick that up. Right. You can't say, I, I oh, yeah, go and take a find five. another guy like this, dude, because I think you look around and you see, you know, Vegas with several guys like this, you know, a, a guy like Carrier who I like, you know, is a physical strong forward that can really set a tone with a big hit. And I love what Gabriel's brought to the table. I think they need to try and maybe turn one of these skill players into a player like that because it could just reset the tone of this team. If they truly believe Bob Boudner is the answer for the coaching staff. Yeah, and of course, I, we need to reserve judgment because, again, this was a great week and the Sharks took advantage of some weaker opponents. But coming up next is Vegas. And as so many people have liked to quote, Vegas has won more games. I don't know. That's probably not true now. But at least at the time, Vegas had won more games at the tank this year than the Sharks had. So, you know, clearly this is a team that has the Sharks number. And until... We can see at least a fairly competitive game in Vegas where it looks like the Sharks have a legitimate chance to win. It's going to be hard to look at this team still and say, yeah, this is a team with real playoff aspirations as opposed to they just don't want to be embarrassing. <laughs> they don't want to be Ottawa embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, the, the Sharks are still eight points out of the fourth spot. I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's a long shot because it's in this shortened season for the Sharks to make the playoffs. Let's be completely honest here. But 
they need to show that they can beat some of the better teams in the division and a uh, decimated St. Louis Blues team, I don't know, exactly qualifies. Vegas seems to think it's funny playing the Sharks, right? Like they just, uh, they don't take it seriously. I mean, like I think they take it seriously, yeah, but I don't think they take the Sharks seriously at all. Like they, they don't, they're not afraid of the Sharks. They're not afraid of them. And um, if the Sharks can play like they have over the last three games, then maybe they can go into Vegas tomorrow night and surprise them, you know, that this team does have a lot of skill. They have a lot of very, you know, on paper, really good players that fortunately this week they played really well. You know, you need to see more of that from LeBanc and Meyer and Hurdle and Kane, your best players being your best players. I mean, Couture hasn't even really had a very good March so far, and they've been good without him, which is great, yeah. right? So, um, and Burns as well. I mean, he statistically, he's had two really bad games. He had a minus four this month, a minus three, even strength, not very good. But he had, you know, an incredible pass to Vander Kane in the first Anaheim game uh, that kind of broke that game wide open to make it 2 nothing. So even with some of his defensive struggles, you know, uh, you can forgive some of that if he is being productive on the other end. And he still is. I mean, he, he had, he's had four points this month and compared to some of the other players. It's a, not as high production. That's still good. For sure. Dude, let's talk about this press conference uh, that Doug Wilson had. Because that yeah, uh, dude, um, seemed to make some impressions. Why don't you tell, sure, tell us about uh, it? Well, dude, uh, Doug Wilson had a Zoom press conference. I, I was not there, but I got to read <laughs> a lot of the uh, recap of it. And uh, I wrote down some some statements that he made, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing some of it. But uh, I'm going to ask you, dude. Um, a statement that Doug Wilson says, and I want you to tell me, is it straight scoop or is it fake news? Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Doug Wilson says that Bob Bugner and his staff have done an excellent job this season. Fit. What? That, the fake news. That, that, you got you to gotta pump your own guy. It's It's a manager that is trying to encourage his employee. That's what that is. That's not like a real evaluation. Now, I mean, he did go into detail about what an impossible situation the Sharks were put in. They were on the road for 18 months traveling across Siberia and, you know, by Woolly Mammoth. Right. You know, all these all this stuff. Right. Which is true. I mean, they they faced a ton of adversity off the top. And he believes that they have done a great job of getting them through that. Okay. Okay. Doug Wilson says the Sharks are in reset mode and will not trade their 2021 first round pick. That's that's real. That's straight that's, scoop. That's great. Straight scoop. I think that would be of all the moves the Sharks could make between now and the draft next year. That might be the dumbest move I could imagine, which would be for them to trade that number one draft pick. There's there's no way they should trade it. All right. Dude, Doug Wilson also said that he believes that Eric Carlson is still one of the best players in the NHL. Uh, I'm going to 
go a little more down the middle on that one. It's not fake news, but it's not total straight scoop. Again, is a general manager going to go in front of the press and and blast a player that's making uh, you know eleven million dollars until you know the year twenty one hundred? I mean, this isn't the Dallas Stars here. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> Although that worked out pretty well for them. Yeah, it kind of that did. worked out pretty well for them. It kind of did, but I, I just, I think it's a little bit of both. Certainly after this week, you can't say it's pure fake news. Eric Carlson clearly has elite level skills still in this league and can make good NHL players look really stupid. And that's not, that's a quality not very many NHL players of any caliber have. So uh, it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. Dude, uh, Doug Wilson says the San Jose Sharks stand by Evander Kane. <sighs> I I am taking that as straight scoop. Um, I think that's real. Um, I don't really understand this part about how they're going to avoid this contract or that contract. I don't know all the rules and the legalities behind it. I know there's plenty of articles out there if people want to read that. Um, I don't feel like now is exactly the right time for us to weigh in on all of that stuff. I don't know. It it's maybe we can talk about it on a on live stream or something like that if we ever when we do the next game. Um, but he is performing. Uh, let's, let's be honest. He is absolutely performing and the amount of pressure that he is under outside of his hockey career, uh, has got to be monumental at this point. The guy is millions of dollars in debt. He's being crushed in the press by his creditors and he's still putting up points. So, um, I, I can understand the sharks having that having that uh, position. I think it takes a fair amount of grit for him to be able to keep his head in the game and continue to be as productive as he's been. Last one, dude, Doug Wilson says there's no reason to believe the San Jose sharks won't be in a good position to win next year. I mean, (laughs) what? (laughs) This is fake, fake news. What? (laughs) Unless they I think suddenly that was get... the comment that was the comment that honestly kind of upset me the most. And and I, I mean, I get it. Like you're right. What's he gonna say, right? We're in a this is the darkest era of our franchise and <laughs> all the players uh, we have are terrible. <laughs> right. I guess he can't say that, although other general managers seem to be incredibly critical of their own team. It's happened in Buffalo this year, it happened last year in Dallas, and that spurred them on to uh, a Stanley Cup berth in Buffalo this year. It's just led to more uh, more depression. Uh, but I mean, Buffalo. I mean, you could you could be a Buffalo Sabers fan. I mean, what a disaster that yeah. team is! Just such a disaster. <laughs> it makes you wonder if like Taylor Hall is like the plague, right? You know, this guy, you know, goes to Buffalo on a one year make good deal, and now you know he's sort of like get me out. <laughs> I know. You know, you're like, <laughs> dude, dude, but pop quiz. Who has more points right now, the Sharks or the Stars? Oh, well, the fact that you're asking me that means it's got to be the Sharks. Um, the fact that I'm asking you that means it's close, and it's actually the, the Sharks. The Sharks have one more point than the Stars right wow, now. So, well, Stars are not doing so hot here. Yeah, I mean, uh, I wasn't super high on the Stars. I did not pick them for the Vegas. Uh, Vegas draft, dude. So, well, uh, Doug Wilson saying that the Sharks are in reset mode did not go over well with uh, Eric Carlson, who responded uh, in an interview by saying, I did not sign here to go through a rebuild. 
Wow. So good uh, thing Doug was, Wilson didn't say rebuild. That, Zang, that that's my his, <laughs> that was his statement. Yeah. And he said, we need to figure out a way to be competitive with the core group that we have. Yeah. No duh, Eric Carlson. <laughs> I mean of course. I, I just I, I what do you think about that, dude? The fact that he after he's played like four good games this year, <laughs> that he said that. <laughs> Like that's what he he, what what do you what do you think? What do you think of that? Uh, he seems to be a bit of a salty customer, and that seems to be in character. That's that's what I think. Uh, I'm glad he wants to win. I I don't know if I were his PR person if I would advise making that statement publicly, but uh, I you know if you want to send the message that you always want to win and all that kind of stuff, I I wouldn't necessarily want to try and um you know, pick a fight with management if I were him. But you know what? Maybe this is like Doug Wilson playing 11-dimensional chess and he's yeah, going to try and, well, and, I mean, and listen, alienate him. It's worked this week. It's worked. Yeah. He looks incredibly motivated, right? And wherever that's been. And you know what? I mean, I guess, you know, for him, he's got a point, although he's been a huge part of the problem over the last two years, either due to injury or just ineffectiveness, where... You know, he re-signed with the Sharks after they were on the cusp of going to the Stanley Cup Finals. And if he hadn't gotten hurt and Hurdle wasn't hurt and other people weren't hurt, you probably would think that, you know, they could have made it, right? They, they, they could have made it. Uh, and so he stayed because of that. And now he's going, wait, rebuild? Wait, I didn't sign up for this. Well, why don't you play better, meet, right? <laughs> yeah. You know? play better try being and good then maybe the sharks will be better yeah right yeah why don't you start with you and this week it to his credit he's done that yeah dude i'm just gonna look at a couple comments on uh dudesonhockey.com you can comment on the post we make for the uh podcast and we have some regular commenters who always put in their two cents which we definitely appreciate we read the comments and uh Pernicious ducks, I think, was once called evil ducks, but now called pernicious yeah. ducks. His vocabulary is improving. Yeah. Uh, he had a really interesting idea. I love these sort of like second order, like trade and coaching ideas. He says, "I'm not at all a fan of Tortorella as coach, but what he will do is get guys to waive his no movement clauses. And if you want to trade players, bring in torts, and then guys will be lining up to get the hell out." I like this idea a lot. Of course, I don't think the Sharks should actually go get Tortorella, but. I like this kind of thinking. I, I appreciate yeah, I it. I mean, well, I mean, the, there was sort of, I, I laughed at the Eric Carlson post in the first comment that I, I read this article about Eric Carlson. The first uh, comment was James Harden forcing his way out of town. You know, <laughs> it's just a reference to the NBA player who forced his way out earlier this year. And as and someone else was like, do it, force your way out. <laughs> you know, right. But I mean, unfortunately, Eric Carlson at this time has no value. But, uh, you know, if he wants to reestablish his value and as one of the elite defensemen in the NHL, we'll keep playing the way you're playing. That's right. And if you don't like the direction, well, then, yeah, maybe the Sharks can move him. You know, if he has a great end of the season and is, you know, a top five D-man in the league again, uh, then people will maybe want a piece of Eric Carlson. You know, and you could get out from under that deal. You know, like he he's in control of being able to make that a worthwhile investment. Right. For sure. So we'll see. 
We will see. But dude, we're not gonna we're not gonna dwell on the negative this week. We're, the Sharks no. have won three games, and uh, we're gonna try and revel in it just a little bit because the Sharks are playing Vegas next, and so the uh, good run may come to a close here soon. But we're definitely gonna be able to understand. Okay, this new increased quality will it carry forward to the class of the division and we're going to find that out very soon we sure will dude and i I mean i'm hopeful i'm hopeful you know that that they'll be able to you know go to vegas and at least get two points right and then you get to come home and play st louis who has been you know, very vulnerable, very beatable. I mean, by the Sharks. I mean, I think every St. Louis game has been decided by one goal, right? The Sharks lost 5-4. They won 2-1. They lost 3-2. They won 5-4, right? They lost 7-6. You know, they won 3-2. Like these St. Louis games are, they're all by one goal, right? So you know that you can beat St. Louis, right? The Sharks are not afraid of St. Louis. So it's a real opportunity for them now because you look ahead and you see Anaheim, Los Angeles, and Arizona, a long stretch of those teams here where the Sharks potentially could really make up some ground. They could. All right, dude, looking forward to seeing those games. Uh, Keep an eye on our Twitter feed. Hopefully we'll be able to live stream during a game very soon. And we'll give you all the details about that when it happens and hopefully with as much advanced notice as we can muster. But until then, go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.